And now that you're here, we're all in the company of your cool aunts. Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm Ted. I don't know what we're saying there. <laughs> and this is the Your Cool Aunts podcast presents The Wine Merchant. We're following the lives and times of cool aunts through Claire's diary. Who are cool aunts? Well, you got to read and listen to find out. <laughs> you could be one. Yeah. Welcome back. If you're new here, hop on over to the website, check it out. There's pictures, there's all the earlier episodes and diary entries, all good stuff. The backstory, fascinating. But we have a diary entry here. So... Well, you're Shall all we? chuckles and laughs today. What's the deal? <laughs> Smiles. I know, I am. It's, I don't know. Why is that? Why not? Why not? I pick It's happy. a good day. Yeah. It's a good yep. day to be happy. Got another one. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> and we got another note from Claire, too, speaking of additional things. <laughs> it's called clarification. Yeah. This diary entry is entitled Updates. But we have a note from Claire before we get into the diary entry. So there's that. Here we go. Nieces, aunts, and friends. If you've been reading along in my diary, you might remember that I love a nice, quiet Sunday. For me, it represents a time to slow down, to think, and sometimes to write, too. Several of my favorite memories seem to have occurred on a Sunday. I cherish those days under the pergola at the Grinot's house or the ones on my mother's porch, the beekeeper's cottage, and lately at my place too, the barn, as long as Grace and Sidonia are around, and Natalie and Tim too. And never forget the walks with Laurent, the gravel of the path, and that ancient dust that followed our footsteps. I'm not at all sure how accurate I am at times, but I like it, so I shall keep it that way. As I remember it, she it was. talking about summer. I don't know. Recently, she says, I had another one of these very special Sundays, in air quotes. She says that I'm sure I will mark in my memory as when something started or happened. I know you know what I mean. It will be a sort of precursor as in, it all started on a Sunday afternoon when dot, dot, dot. What the heck is she talking about? Boy, she's really getting metaphysical, isn't she? <laughs> what is that, that is the kind, listen, listen. That is the kind of memory I'm thinking of, and I think you probably understand what I mean. I think you've had the same kind of feeling too, haven't you? Yes, I thought so. We'll talk again, maybe on a Sunday afternoon. CBJ. Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday, Sunday. Okay. Well, something happened on a Sunday. We know that Obviously, much. yep. Okay. The diary is about to open with a new entry from Claire Julio. It's called Updates. Sunday afternoon, she begins. <laughs> no, really? Sunday afternoon, a day for updates. First up was from Hong Kong, where it was already Monday morning. Barrett called to share some real progress. And here she's quoting Barrett. Now, before I quote Barrett, remember Barrett volunteered to go to Hong Kong so Claire wouldn't have to make the trip. Um, they're going to look into some leads from this case, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. 
So this is Barrett speaking. And Barrett says, well, the good news is there were only ever two retailers who sold the wine. This narrows things down a bit. The first merchant told me the wine was so popular, he limited purchases to two bottles per person per day. And still, the stock sold out in just a few days. They are clearly desperate for more of this wine. And the second shop was even more interesting. First of all, the shopkeeper was an old-time Anglophile, and he probably thought he was making a good connection through or with me. Oh, that must have been fun, huh? It really was almost comical, says Barrett. (laughs) Though I did manage to keep a straight face when he winked and invited me to the back room. Where he had half of a bottle of the so called Delavine wine left. Oh, okay. I'm not sure, says Barrett. Maybe he thought I could connect him directly to the Delavine vineyard for some more stock. Uh, anyway, and as odd as it was, I did have some wonderful wine and The very good news, underscore, the very good news is that when we finished the bottle, he let me have not only the empty, but also the cork. So now we'll have a little something to study. (laughs) Don't ask, Claire. I know what you're thinking. And the answer is no. Unfortunately, he did not have the case in which it was shipped to him. So sit down and be calm, Claire. But she does have the cork and the bottle. So we've got some evidence to work with. The only other thing he had were copies of his orders and the usual shipping documents that accompanied them. So, and then, wait a minute, Barrett continues here. She says, hang on one second. Don't go, don't go. There's another thing I wanted to tell you. And that's where the quote ends. And then Claire writes, Barrett's image froze at the worst possible moment, exclamation point. Typical video call and only fails at the worst possible moment. <laughs> Isn't that true, though? Mm. Somebody's like right yeah. about to tell you something and then it goes. Or it pixelates and you can't understand. Yeah. It happens on the news all the time. People are doing some analysis and then they're like. <laughs> they do that, that great thing. <laughs> Shall I just continue? Yeah, sure. Okay. So she says Brigitte stepped in to help. And she's quoting Brigitte. She says, Brigitte says. No, it's definitely on Barrett's, and there's nothing we can do from here except wait and keep this line open. Blame the hotel Wi-Fi. They are always and notoriously unreliable. The hours drifted by. Sunday afternoons tend to be like this, even when you're not waiting for a connection. Slow and sometimes aimless. Annalise was amused. And she said, I remember times like this. When it felt as though we spent more time waiting than doing. Hold position, wait. That was the most common and the most important of the communiques we received. This is where we learned patience under fire, literally. Hang in there, Claire. It'll come soon enough. In the meantime, why don't you spend some time, review your notes, and see if there's anything to follow up on when Barrett finally gets through again. I wonder if she patted Claire's head when she said this. (laughs) Annalise was right. I did have a few things to clear up when I got back to Barrett. Hmm. You know, Annalise is always there, you know. She's like a security blanket. (laughs) Yes. Part grandmother, part coolant, part... (laughs) Wisdom. 
wisdom, yeah, yeah. the font of wisdom. The next section is entitled, Finally, Back Online. Well, we know what that means. Eventually, Barrett appeared on screen again, looking a bit flustered by the ordeal. Now she's quoting Barrett. She says, as I was about to say, I found something fascinating on that empty bottle. It looks as though it was deliberately marked with a scratch right next to the label. It's very consistent. And I think it was intentional for a few reasons. First, if it had been accidental, it would have damaged or marked the label as well. Next, the scratch is dead straight, and it's even in depth, which wouldn't be the case if it was accidental where the scratch would have been deeper at one end and more likely than not at some sort of a funny angle. Yeah, that's true. It would have been kind of random looking. Lastly, she says, and we might want to check with Annalise Aron on this. Oh, so she doesn't know, know that Annalise is it's there at the wine merchant in France, right? Oh, okay. Here, here we go. She says, we might want to check with Annalise Aron on this. It reminded me of the signal markings used by the resistance. I think this marking is a message of some kind. Do you remember anything like this? Do me a favor, she says. She's not too far from you, and you know her well. Reach out to her. See if she can enlighten us about this. Hmm. Meanwhile, Annalise is standing right behind Claire. Barrett continues and says, I'll be heading home tomorrow, and it'll take me a day and then some before I cross my own threshold again. That's the beekeeper's cottage, isn't it? Yes, I believe so. Oh, and by the way, she said, I haven't forgotten. I'll take a rain check on that weekend at the Mandarin, <laughs> as I was promised. I just prefer going in the autumn. <laughs> well. <laughs> I thought she was there. Fine, be that way. No, she wasn't going to stay there while she was working. Mm. She's going to finish up what she had to do and then go park herself at the Mandarin right, right, as right. a reward. <sighs> oh, it must be tough. <laughs> so... You're just waiting to hear more. There's no yes, the I peanut am. Gallery I'm like I'm like a little here. puppy at this at this okay. door. She's this is Claire now. Claire says I did my best, as Barrett said, to keep a straight face. At least I lasted until the video chat ended, and until I closed the lid of the laptop just to be sure. That's funny, isn't it? Mm. Whenever you're on a video conference or chat with somebody. Okay, bye. Uh huh. Uh-huh. You don't say a word and, until you and even slam if it says leave meeting, no. press this red no. dot. Red, red I have to close the lid. <laughs> I can't. I don't trust it. Not that I say anything afterwards. I was going to say, what you know, is there that you're? No, um, no, no. I just don't. Want, to, you know. Hey, wait a second. Wait a minute. Oh, at least until I close the lid of the laptop, just to be sure. When I turned around, Brigitte and Annalise were already standing there waiting. You know, I love this crew. This is like the gang that couldn't shoot straight, right? (laughs) These two spies, these two spies look to be quite pleased with themselves, to say the least. Brigitte jumped right in at her usual hot, super high speed rate of speech. And now, so she's quoting Brigitte here. Before you say anything, Claire, Annalise suggested the bottle making as a way to establish time and place. You know, the bottling dates, the contents, and obviously the place, too. Uh, no, we actually, no, really, we, we did not expect them to turn up so quickly. And now we know for sure the counterfeit wine in the Delavine bottles is coming right off the Alexander bottling line. And that wine in, and all that we know now is how that's going to end, don't we? <laughs> Sounds just like her. <laughs> 
If you ever meet this woman, she's a so, mile, million miles away. They know where Alexander's wine is. They need to confirm the details. And we all know how that's going to end, don't we? That's, that's what she said. I might have gone a little too fast over that. But there we have it. That's a lot. Good imitation. <laughs> I said the other day, I feel like I'm acting out these parts, right? She says, I stood up. This is Claire. I stood up, turned around to Annalise, who was beaming. And I told her, you know, this would never have happened without your expertise. And when the time is right, I'm going to let everyone know that too. Oh, oh. Another medal. <laughs> First, let's tell Alexander what we know. Annalise, this is yours to tell. But before we set off, remember that everyone, and I mean everyone, must keep this secret among the four of us for now. Do we have agreement on that? Heads nodded and yes, agreed to by all. I wonder if she swore Remy to secrecy too, you know. <laughs> Remy, forget everything you know. Woof. <laughs> woof, woof. <laughs> okay. So now she wants Annalise to tell Alexander they've kind of figured things out, right? I have something to tell you is the next subtitle. I have something to tell you. Annalise called Alexander to come down to the cafe. He must have been upstairs in Claire's little office there. Hmm. You know, he's cooking in her kitchen. He's hanging out in her office. Just saying. And then Annalise turned it over to me. Claire, go ahead. You tell him. Alexander looked around a little bit concerned here. Claire says, I didn't hesitate for even a second. And then we all celebrated. And when we finally settled down, a major fact remained. We still needed a plan to deal with what was going on with the bottling line as we spoke. So now they... They know what's going on. Now they have to go deal with it, right? I could barely control Alexander. It was a combination of relief and joy, and then the anger boiled. I think he was ready to blow the place up. Ultimately, we needed to solve this case for Alexander and for Delavine too. Without the Delavine investigation, I reminded him we'd have never uncovered the counterfeiting mm. through Hong Kong. The time had come. The time had come for me to bring Grace up to speed with the developments. There was no good reason for me to continue withholding any information. Well, that was a lot. Boy, that was a lot, wasn't it? So, well. I would have liked to have heard um, Annalise's take on how they make those marks on the bottles, you know? She oh, she probably experience. has a special diamond yeah. ring that yeah. you know, she turns to the you inside. Curve. Isn't that what people used to do? They... Yeah, yeah. <sighs> okay, let's keep going here. The back wall of the wine merchant's shop has six clocks set at various time zones. We thought it added a real international touch in terms of decor, but it's become more useful than I would have guessed. I check the clock set to Pacific Standard Time. Grace is in Santa Barbara, and if I called right now, I could catch her before she was out and about for the day. So this is Claire. She's going to call Grace and tell her stuff, I guess. Sid answers and informs Claire that she was going to have to wait for Grace to call back. She wasn't at all nasty or anything negative, says Claire. She was merely being protective. And while I did admire that in a way... I still couldn't believe I had to wait for a call back from Grace. <laughs> How dare she not be there when I wanted She's to She's my friend, and I could call her. 
Sid explained that she refused to wake her so early unless there was either an impending death or permanent destruction involved. You know, I couldn't argue with that. Annalise couldn't resist and speculated about Sidonie wondering aloud if she was just giving me a hard time for, and she air quotes this, shits and giggles. (laughs) I love everything. Anyway, thankfully, it didn't take all that long and Grace called back on video. I'm sure she realized it must have been serious for me to even call her on a Sunday, never mind at this early hour. I began by asking her to hold off with questions and comments until I finished. I managed to get through it all, and I avoided the bits and pieces that concerned Alexander, which was not an easy thing to do in real time. It was not a complete disclosure. It was enough to clear my conscience. Hmm. Well, Claire. That's pretty interesting. So she just doesn't want them to know that they have a thing. Is that what she's saying? Uh, this goes back to the secrets. <laughs> this yeah, goes back know, to the secrets. So she, at this time, she doesn't want to say, oh, yeah, and by the way, you know, I'm right. dealing with this. It would, it, I agree, Claire. It would make a mess. And then everybody would doubt what she was doing. Yeah. yeah no, one, one thing at a time. Yeah. I don't think what she's doing is... Deceptive. Well, a, this is her own confusion, right? This is her own like. Well, I don't think it's clear to back and forth. Clear to her that there is a relationship. It's just well, that's true. Burgeoning, right? I don't know that. Yeah. Okay. So this is apparently during the call, and she's quoting Grace here. She says, "Well, now that's amazing for sure. I was thinking things were a little quiet over there. You know, I must say you've been busy, Claire. You of all people know that." I do not concern myself with, well, you know, the mechanical parts of these transactions. I really don't need, nor do I want to know how you've brought the case to this point. I just don't want to know. The fact is, you figured out one of the more perplexing counterfeit cases we've had. And let's also note that it is one of the more sensitive and valuable ones as well, especially considering who this client is, Madam De Levine or De Levin, Madame De Levin. This is the kind of news I'm happy to rise early to receive, even on a Sunday, says Grace. <laughs> One thing does perplex me, though. I'm not understanding your trepidation about next steps. Let's wrap this one up and move along. One thing I am sure of is that Madame De Levin is going to be one very happy client. And Laurent, well... I think she'll be pleased for a number of reasons. No doubt Alexander will be, too. Have you told him yet? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the way you say that. Well, this is a continuation, so I'll finish and then, then I'll comment. Entertain comments from the people. <laughs> Take a film. breath, this paragraph. Take a breath. This was the inevitable part I was dreading. Brigitte interrupted. No, no, she's quoting Brigitte here. No, 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 not yet. There's so much more to clear up before we can let him know anything. He'll be a happy bystander for sure. Before any announcements are made, we'll need to deal with the people running this operation, and then, of course, we'll have to capture that counterfeit wine from Madame Delavine. So this is important. This is, she puts in parentheses, it was at this point that it dawned on Alexander that it was going to be his wine that was captured and shipped back to Madame de Lavin or de Lavigne. Brigitte continued, Anywhere, Grace, leave the village stuff to us. 
We'll let you know when it's been nicely tucked in and put to bed, as you Americans like to say. We've got this one. Au revoir, Sherry. Ciao, Sherry. Bye-bye. And off she went. <laughs> That's the end? I could, I could see Bridget. Au revoir. Ciao, Sherry. Bye-bye. <laughs> That's it. It's enough. Grace did seem content with every, well, maybe most things. She said she would be in Paris later in the week anyway, and we planned to see one another then. We'll have much to discuss of that, I am sure, says Grace. And in the meantime, don't get in any trouble. We disconnected. I closed my laptop and admonished Brigitte for pouring it on a bit thick with the chow sherry bit. I was trying not to laugh out loud, as they say, but it really was funny. I just didn't want to encourage it too much, that is. And that, my friends, is the end of the diary entry. I thought she was going to give us some more. <laughs> no, that's plenty. That's it's actually a little longer than usual. Dear Claire, you know, sometimes gave us quite I feel when you're um, reading these diary entries, sometimes I feel you remember when you were a little kid and they had reading time at the library or in class, and you'd sit there waiting, transfixed, yeah, yeah. waiting for the next, you know, the next paragraph or the next page to unfold. Mm-hmm. Claire so that, has a way of like, sometimes I stop. feel that way when I listen to her or listen to you speak about her diary entry. It reminds me of when you certain video platforms allow you to binge episodes. <laughs> they release something we and they release all which. episodes at once, all eight episodes at once. And then others, they feed you one a week. And it's like, oh God, this is painful. It's not good to binge though. Oh, you rather once a week? No, but... <laughs> well, it's either one or the other. Either you get it all at once or you get it in pieces. No, I, uh, I don't know. I think what happens when you binge, it, you miss things. You do. And you have to go back and yeah. kind of fill in the gaps. Cause yeah, when you sit down for an evening of seven hours of a series, <laughs> it gets a little ridiculous. So maybe that's maybe I'm explaining the, the Claire... Diary entries. Maybe it should be a couple at a time. Maybe that's better. That's a better compromise. Videos or diary entries? I I don't know. I just maybe we should poll our listeners. Diary entries more than one at a time. We could make a request. Well, they can binge the last fifty some odd that are out there. Oh, this is true. Nothing like going back and picking up what you missed the first time. I know. Well, we have people who arrived recently, and we have people who've been with us from the beginning, and then we have some people who came in the middle. That's true. But anyway. You know, it's funny. When I go on podcasts, when I listen to podcasts, sometimes when I discover a new one, I want to see, I want to listen to all of them, mm-hmm. which is crazy because some of them are, you know, hundreds of them, which is impossible yeah, to listen yeah. to. But it's, uh, it's, it's kind of nice to be able to go back and fill in the gaps. I yeah. think that here with Claire's diary, people should look at it in two big parts, really. From about, I think it's like episode 33 on, is Claire as an adult working in the wine business. And that is season four, basically. And before that, when it started, it was just sort of one-off stories, random like entries pulled from diaries. And it wasn't an ongoing story. I mean, this, we're following her almost in real time right now. Mm, Yep. These things occurred just... Recently, let's put it that way. I don't know the exact time frame. But anyway, then there's one other part where in this series we have, um, it's somewhere around episode 22, 23, somewhere around there, we'd have that Love War Champagne series, which is a historical series from 
an old, old diary written in, during oh, the war, right. during the Nazi occupation in France. That's fascinating. And we know there are more of those. So that's going to be interesting to see more of those as well. You know, so if you want to jump into this recent story and not be lost, you'd start up around 33. You know, season four is has all of these present day characters in it. You know, all the players and everything. Yeah, so. you get to learn who is Brigitte and who's Madame Moreau. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think the other thing I wanted to note is everybody has really fallen in love with Annalise, mm-hmm. uh, including me. You know, it's, I love Annalise. Yeah, she's cool. She's a cool aunt. She's a cool woman. She's, I don't know, she's... She's seen a lot and she's got a lot to I'd talk. love to know more of her story too. Claire first really encountered her at the beginning of season two. That's the period of time when Claire had finished her internships in the summertime. Right. And she was going to stay on for the harvest season. And they had this big dinner and whatever. And uh, Madame Iran was sort of introduced to us there by Claire. Yeah. Somewhere around there. So anyway. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So. So she's been with us for a while. Now she's really with us. She's really in this one. What a character. Mm -mm -mm. When I grow up, I want to be like her. (laughs) She's a a one-of-a-kind, that's for sure. So... They're going to be, as Brigitte said, they've got a lot to clear up. They've got to figure out who's behind this. Why are they doing it? You know, they've got to break it up, right? Right. There's still a lot more to uncover. Per their agreement with um, Elle de la Vin Saint-Denis, they, um, she wants the wine. She wants right. the counterfeit wine that's traveling around under her label. <laughs> I want it all here. So I wonder if that has any tax implications for a, hmm. you know, if it's traveling around back. under her name, under her label, maybe that's why she wants it back. So she's not taxed. I don't know. Why would you want it back? Because um, no, forgot. she wa- she wants it back because the wine is so good. Right. But I remember someone saying, why not? Was it? I forgot who it said was. It was Laurent said we should dump it dump right it. away. Right. It's dangerous to keep right. it under the label. But Elle it. does not want to do that. She wants the wine. She wants to know where this stuff came from. Mm. They know it came from the region. Well, she'll probably do some kind of And they know it's chemical. not her wine, but it's really good. So yeah. whose is it? What is it? What's this all about? That's, I can see the, I can see the uh, oneologist. Is that what they call them? Oneologist? Yeah, I think so. Uh, figuring out the composition and where it came from. Oh, you know they can sort that out from one vine row to the next. The DNA of the wine. (laughs) Oh, well. Okay. Well, kids. To be continued. This diary entry and our commentary from your host, Sam and Ted, has come to an end. This time, anyway. Don't forget, you can go back and listen to the other episodes, like I told you. Follow us there. Follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us, follow us. And uh, then you'll never miss a thing. So I'm Sam. And I'm Ted. And we'll see you the next time when we're back back at at the the mic. mic.